off that, we can get straight into it. Um, I don't. There's no rules for this shit. Yeah. So you yeah. pretty much can say whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah. Feel free to filter yourself as much as you want. You don't need to filter yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, feel free to express as much as you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with for touching sure, certain, certain topics, sure. don't touch them. Um, but other than that, it's just pretty much just all you and, and who you are as a person. Bus really just ran that light. Dude. Ran that light. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. Alright, um, so let's start first of all, who you are, what your name is, uh, a little bit about yourself, your upbringing. Okay, alright, um, thanks Jordan for the opportunity, um, this is like my first time ever being in a podcast, so it's like, I'm not really sure how to expect, but I feel like I'm much more comfortable talking in front of a mic versus talking in front of a camera. Okay. Um, but yeah, my name is Christian. Wait, um, what's like the big difference between that? I don't know, for some reason I can feel more comfortable talking like this yeah. without having anyone to look at me, oh, okay. you know? Yeah. So it that just feels sense. a little funky and weird um, when I still do create content. So yeah. my name is Christian. Um, I, me and Jordan were work buddies. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't call it work buddy. I would say like we were in the pits together, like, like soldiers at one point. Yes, yes. We were hanging on by threads. By loser lunches <laughs> and ramen and egg whites. Oh man, those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. Days. So what was? Um, I don't. I don't even want to touch work. I don't even yeah, want to we're not going to touch work, but we're well, just how we met. You know. Yeah. So okay. we met off of our first job after post grad. I think that's this is mine. Was that yours? Yeah. yeah. No, that was uh, your second. No, 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 it was my second. I yeah. did like a little contracting job, but yeah. So we met. And we were hitting right off, but we pretty much just went through the same struggle together and ironically um jordan and i legit <laughs> did not really have like like the work environment as much um but there was a time that jordan went off to a vacation <laughs> and i really thought that he was gonna leave before i did <laughs> but there was a particular time where he left for about two weeks or was it a couple of weeks it was like 10 days okay 10 days <laughs> Without Jordan there, <laughs> so I said, "Bitch, I quit. <laughs> I can't do this shit." <laughs> it was the wildest. But I was in Amsterdam, and it was like two a.m. in Amsterdam, and he was texting me from work. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, Jordy, I'm done. Like, I'm actually like, I, I'm, I told everybody I'm leaving. I'm gone." I said, "What? <laughs> there is no way you're serious right now." But he was. No, oh, yeah, he was. yeah, he was. Um, but yes, great person. Knew I had to get you on here. Um, mm -hmm. you have, you're just too talented to Thank create you. such a great oh story gosh. not to. Um, so, were you born in the United States? Mm -hmm. Where were you born? I was born in the Philippines. So, fun okay. fact about me was that I was born in uh, Chinatown in the Philippines. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I came here at the age of five to... Uh, Hayward, where I grew up pretty much my whole entire life. Uh, my mom and dad were split for about 12 years or so. And I pretty much just went with the flow of being a first generation. I mean, I mean you talked about it with Ash too, and I, I, want, I wouldn't want that, you know, to. Oh, you don't know. Trust yeah, everybody's um, story is unique and it's yeah. their own, right? So. Yeah, so my mother and um, my mother, my brother, and I shared a room. 
um, for about 10 to 12 years or so and my brother had to go to the military and um, there was a point where um, my mom was experiencing a lot of like issues with like mental health and it's not really a topic that I don't really talk about in public in the public platform but mm-hmm. you know since we are currently right now in May and talking about like mental health awareness month yeah um, like she has been one of the most hardworking people that I know mm-hmm. um, you know like I made a post on Instagram and I was like you sacrificed a lot for me to get the G units that I wanted in fourth mm-hmm. grade <laughs> um, so here's a fucking bag of Kate Spade you know like <laughs> yeah it, it's just been such a journey um, finishing college um, but to be honest with you I have no idea what the fuck I want to do with my life I'm still exploring industries you know we did sales and now I'm in property management and I don't know what the hell is next in this life of mine and that's the whole beauty of it but it's also pretty fucking scary yeah you know what the crazy thing is in doing all this like I've run into a pretty common theme Mm -hmm. that's pretty much the common theme oh really (laughs) most people just I mean because it's I mean, realistically, it's a lot easier to tell people what you don't want to do than it is at this point to tell people what you do want to yeah. do. For whatever reason that is, I, I feel like we all just thought, like, after high school and, like, college, it would just click. Mm-hmm. You would just find something mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's it, and I'm going with it. But it's really different, I mean, in terms of, like, the people, like, unless you went into a major where it was, like, nursing. Or, exactly. Like, um, something like that that was really specific. Super like, concentrated. Yeah, you don't get too much of that. But, um, I mean, growing up, you said your mom, obviously, was a very, very strong woman, and you don't talk about the mental health side of things mm-hmm. a lot. Um, do you feel like that's a cultural thing, or do you feel like that's just a family thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, because ironically, um, especially in Filipino house standards, um, like... If a, if a random Filipino were just like If you were to bump into a random Filipino family And they would talk about mental illness It wouldn't be prioritized as much mm-hmm. But since it had um, Like genetics Kind of tied with my family with anxiety And depression mm-hmm. um, It's been a part of like my entire life of, of really being patient So I wasn't in that society's norms Of like Filipino parents saying Oh like you just have to be stronger right. Right? It was like all right, like, if this job is not for you, it's not for you. Like, right. I legit broke down to my parents, especially on the first job that we were. Um, and, you know, I told them, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And, yeah. and it, like, they were like, just stick it out for a year. And I'm like, no, I can't do this anymore because I don't think I'm genuinely happy. And, I, like, being in this environment just gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. So we sat down and we talked it through and they were just like... If you really can't anymore, then then we'll be able to help, you know, find something. But you really need to be doing this on your own and know that you're, the choices that you're making are, you know, your choices, yeah. you know. So, so I, 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 I want to dive into that, but I'll, you also brought up, like, a really good point yeah. in terms of just, like, how... Uh, how you can have outside outside influences influence you like your um, desire, I guess, to stick with certain things. Yeah. So like, at what point did you know, like, even though you had people telling you, like, oh, you you know, you should stick it out for a year mm-hmm. or whatever, and like, obviously, if it's family, you're gonna want to listen to them. Um, how did you know when to be like, all right, you know what, I can't trust an outside opinion. I really got to go with my gut here. 
Um, there are times, George, that oh man, this is getting emotional. <laughs> All right. All right. So there I were times. No, because. no. It was ironic because um, about a few weeks ago, I actually took a day trip to San Francisco mm-hmm. with one of my very closest friends, um, and we went to see a live podcast show too, and it was pretty cool and oh, awesome. But everything about that just triggered me so fucking much of yeah. just the commute and coming home at a set, like certain time. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I think it was really the commute of of looking at everyone in the mirror, like looking at everyone inside the train and like none of them are excited or happy or like they're doing their best. They're hanging on the thread just as much as we are. Yeah. But they're just standing there and it felt like I was just a number. Yeah. You know, walking up to this escalators, getting off of Montgomery Street in the morning. Yeah. Like, people overslept on the train because they were probably overfatigued. And and it just, it really took the, the, the toll death out of me. I think it'd be different if I was really passionate about this industry. Um, and I was really, really into, like, other things that I was really interested in. Um, and don't get me wrong, the the, the, pro- the product that we sold was something that I was passionate about, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the point where it, it would be my life, right? you know? Right. Um, and just a preface for everyone, we're talking about sales because we're in sales. Yes. That's, that's yes. the industry we're in. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, like, passions and stuff like that, when you were growing up, what were your, what were your major passions or things that, like, yeah. you really were drawn to as a kid? Yeah. Wow. You're hitting the right spot, Jordan. <laughs> um, I think for me... Um, the first one would definitely have to be the arts, uh, performing. Mm. Um, music has been there for me when no one else was and no one else kind of understood me. I grew up, um, I've tried so hard fitting in, like, I think, and I'm still currently doing that, wanting to fit in, especially by, like, the standards of society, but the difference about me as a kid is that I've tried so hard to fit in of like, okay, I have to be masculine to achieve X, Y, and Z. Um, Or like, I have to genuinely be liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was just a point where I couldn't take it as a kid anymore. And I was bullied constantly. Um, We were kind of at that age in eighth grade where... You know, anonymous asks started to form in the birth of like, uh, the online. like online and social media began to expand. And there was a point where I was forced to come out of the closet, Jordan. Like mm-hmm. it was fucking hard um, because I knew I wasn't ready to come out, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like I needed to because I had to. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. What, what what about it felt like you weren't prepared for it? Um, a lot of anonymous. Like, I, I, I really made a name for myself, especially back in the Tumblr days community. Uh-huh. Um, and I had, like, a, you know, a couple of thousand followers. I was featured on, like, a lot of, like, like these pages and stuff like that. But just as an original fucking eighth-year-old, like, eighth-grade, like, high school bop, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and... Yeah, there was just a point where I just couldn't fucking take it anymore of the anonymous, like, daily. I got about, like, 30 to 40 messages a day by anonymous people saying, like, oh, just fucking come out of the closet already. You're such a fucking faggot. Like, dude, like, that shit lingered on for a good three months. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And and during that time, I was really exploring my sexuality as well. Mm -hmm. But I knew, like, I was like, okay, maybe I'm liking how this comes, but... 
I don't know if like I'm ready to come out but there was just a breaking point just like us leaving our first job where I was like yeah. I can't fucking do this shit anymore yeah yeah that's tough and yeah. I mean especially so I don't want to say like what's hard about it because it's all no, hard you, yeah I mean I, I would I would just say in terms of like the worst thing because for a lot of people their biggest fears come with like having to deal with people face to face um but obviously more and more people are realizing like how powerful the internet is yes. in terms of just yes. that feeling that same yes. pressure that same yes anxiety that same effect so would you say it was difficult um more so balancing the online um i guess threats almost mm-hmm. um and then I mean, could you live a normal life offline, like, when you come day-to-day? Like, did you have people harassing you in that spot, too? Yeah, um, I didn't get people harassing me on campus, Mm. surprisingly. Um, And these are people who are probably just as afraid of coming out to the closet themselves, you know? Uh Maybe these are people who are are wanting to get an answer from me. Um, But back then, I was very naive, Mm. and I was just very sick and tired of the negative hate that I received. but I, I would like to thank that person, you know, that anonymous person, because I think it really got me to find my voice and stand up for myself. Um, and I don't know who that person is right now, but I really wish that they're standing up for themselves too and to speak on what they believe in right. in person and say it to them face to face rather than anonymous, because we don't get a lot of that anymore, actually. I feel like the whole anonymous thing doesn't really happen, especially in this generation which is really good um but back then before it did exist it was it was pretty toxic you know yeah. a lot of people like I've, I've heard a lot of headlines where people might have like committed suicide and yeah. stuff like that because of the anonymous hate that they received right and i think it's so wild too how like especially back in the day and like i i mean i would only say it's improved just a bit yeah um like people just use online as like a tool to be like to be the absolute worst person they could possibly be and then just be like oh yeah i was just joking well yeah. you can't take a joke yeah <laughs> it's like come on we know we know there's not just jokes coming there's just in. a difference between like a joke and actually like <laughs> yeah and even if it is a joke you're no comedian so you're not exactly. delivering exactly um, so that's tough that's yeah. really tough um so in terms of like when you did come out what did you come out to your family first did you come no, out oh dude i came out to the internet community first wow so wow. i didn't come out to my best friends um they just read that entire post and mm-hmm. they were like are you okay is everything all right mm-hmm. um so when i got that hate i was like enough is enough I'm just gonna come clean. I guess I'll come out as bisexual because I was getting to know a girl back then. Mm. But boy, did I know I was actually <laughs> full on gay. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was very like it was very eye opening. But I think I wasn't. I was more scared of coming out to people because, like I mentioned, the whole perception of me mm. was something I valued more. Right. Um, surprisingly, when I came out to my parents, I was so 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 um, relieved because my dad was much more understanding mm. compared to my mother um and it was just it was it was a time where it was like my dad said you know as long as you're not committing any sort of crime mm-hmm. who said love is a crime you know right. so wow that's really powerful yeah I, like that. yeah I like that I mean and when you did come out it was obviously it's it's one thing to do it like online did you feel 
obviously there's like a comfort factor in that, right? Mm-hmm. Just being able to speak your piece without any interruptions. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed that's a lot. That's a common, that's another common theme in terms of like how we use the internet. Exactly. It's a, I don't know, it's like writing notes to people without having to get a response. Exactly. a certain response. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so when you did come out and like how did those first couple months, those, yeah. you know, like yeah. fully accepting that, all right, I put it out there, I'm mm-hmm. out there, I'm embracing this and I'm running with it. Oh, wow. Ooh, again. <laughs> um, I think for me, I was also seeing a guy, and uh, surprisingly, this was the only guy that I've dated in my entire life, like, mm. like boyfriend, and... And you know, this I, was eighth grade? This was in high school, okay. freshman year, and he wasn't out yet to his, like, to everyone, and, you know, it was a typical gay culture of, like, you know, I can't really be out because my family, it's typical, mm. um... Well, he did show me a lot of things in life, and, and I was very grateful for that. But I was fortunate enough to even have high school fling mm-hmm. um, compared to a lot of others who didn't get that, you know? Um, so Just because they can't come out. Not just that, but, you know, like, they probably never had a lot of people that they uh, can express their love to or right. have another person mm-hmm. in high school because they may be the only one. Right. So. Right. It was it was very easy. I think it was very easy because I knew that I was in love, and obviously that was just that mm-hmm. was it. Um, but the first couple of months, I think, once I wrote that post out, and I was like, you know what, I, I I'm so sick of this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I I guess you could say a lot of weight was on my shoulders, but it's like, how do I put this into terms? Like, take your time. It's like. Putting it like putting your clothes in the wa- in the dryer, right? Uh-huh. And like, you know, like <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I know you're gonna pull this together somehow. Putting your clothes in the dryer, and I was just thinking about it because I was just, I literally just took out my clothes in the dryer right now, <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know how your clothes are still damp. Yeah. And uh, that was me, like, like. Like, I was forcefully coming out of the closet because, like, you know, I wasn't fully dry. I wasn't fully, like, uh, matured. You. Like, I wasn't ready. Yeah, like but throughout time, you know, even the clothes were, like, damp and shit. Yeah. Like, well, I knew, like, through time that I was going to be okay. Well, let me put it to you this way. So what would, in terms of, like, your ideal coming out scenario, what would that have looked like? Um, if a person were just to ask me in person if I was gay. Um, or yeah, I think that the most direct way a human could possibly do is just, dude, are you gay? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like instead of having to address it to every single fucking person mm. that I've came out of the closet, and having like 300 people read it, mm. you know, it's like, do I have to tell you I'm gay? Yeah. No. I honestly, I, I mean, to this day. It, it's something that baffles me mm-hmm. how much weight we put into it like as a society An emphasis, yeah. yeah it's and it's like people genuinely get infuriated by the way other people live their lives exactly. when it comes to stuff like that has literally it's gonna have no effect no Zero effect, effect on or yeah me as an as an onlooker or a friend or any like i don't get it but um it's just it, like I said, it works. Yeah. So, what would you say like are like the biggest obstacles that you faced when you were when you were coming through that process of being out there and 
and claiming your sexuality because um, mm. obviously not everybody's gonna take it the yeah. right way I think it would have to be um, regret um, towards my family you know questioning like what did I do wrong or like is there anything I could have done to make you straight mm. <laughs> and uh, I was like you know there's not much that you can do yeah. <laughs> it's me and you've raised a child who just became so much more stronger with his skin and much more comfortable with his life. It sucks because I'm just talking about this now and um, we're, we're reaching towards a one month. Uh, oh man, this is deep. All right, so Jordy, I don't remember, I don't think you remember, but there was a time, and I'm ta- we're talking about this right now because during the week of uh, June, we were still we were still in sales together, yep. and um, there was someone that I dated or like had a one night stand with or mm-hmm. just gotten to know pretty well. Right. And um, on the week of Pride, he committed suicide. I remember that. Yeah, and those were the toughest times for me because, dude, not only did we have to commute three four hours a day, but I had to deal with like what the fuck just happened because I'm telling you Jordy like losing a loved one like a friend is different Mm -hmm. losing a family is like okay like it's also different but losing someone that you've like had an intimate connection with Mm -hmm. that you've like put your intimacy towards right um it's a different type of loss um especially it just happened to you know he lost himself at the week of like the week of where we shall celebrate acceptance and right. love. And unfortunately, like, he felt like it wasn't enough. Um, and it was a very tough time, not only for me, but also for his family and stuff like that. And right. um, it makes me super grateful about the process of me. Um, I remember going to Pride and seeing his, like, big, like, blow-up face mm. um, there was very tough because I was like he should be experiencing this right now too but right. um, it wasn't enough and yeah I mean honestly I, I remember that very vividly because I mean from my perspective it was just I mean you can't really do much mm-hmm. and that's what's so infuri- mm-hmm. infuriating and frustrating a lot of times is just being in the onlooker position it's like I can't change the world by myself exactly. you know, as much as I w- would want to um so I mean in saying that and, and going through that when you did go through it how how do you cope you know how do you <laughs> how do you push through because like you yeah. said it is tough it's yeah. difficult um, it's still something that you can't really cope with overnight or even days weeks months I still think about it to this day where I even like have a couple of dreams left and right about him uh-huh. um and, and I've, I've dealt with a lot of, like, loss, and it's something that I'm currently still coping with. Mm-hmm. There's no determined day, um, but just take it day by day. And to know that you are blessed um, on the little things. You have air to breathe. You have, hair, like, food, you know, on right. the table. You have a roof above, above your head. Mm-hmm. And being able to just keep yourself so close to people who love you so much and to prove to myself that I'm not alone um, really makes a huge difference when it comes to coping and 
that time alone, like I just needed to take, I was like, hey boss, I need a day off because you know, I'm gonna use this horse, my bereavement, I, 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 I can't be here right now. Right. Yeah. Right, I mean, especially in the situation where we were, it's, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the layers too. It was, it was, I, I don't know how I finished that day. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, what about you? Like, how do you, like, cope with, like, stuff? See, I mean, I, I mean, the closest thing I've ever gotten to in my life mm-hmm. of, like, just dealing with difficulty, that difficulty um, in terms of, like, loss on that scale is when I lost my grandmother and my aunt in, like, mm-hmm. a six-month span. Wow. And it was weird because, like, they were, they were a package deal for me. Like, I grew up, like, they were always together. Like, mm-hmm. when, when I went to my grandma's house, my aunt was there. Um, they were basically just like they're each, each other's lifeline. And so when I lost yeah. my grandma, um, my aunt, you know, was, who had dealt with substance abuse problems and um, the sweetest soul, the absolute sweetest soul you would yeah. ever meet in your entire life. Um, she ended up having a massive heart attack six wow. months later. It was, it was a heart attack to the point where they said even if a doctor was standing right there next to her, nobody would have been able to save her. Wow. Um, and I mean... When I went through that, I was I was still I want to say in junior high, um, but I mean it's it's tough, you know it's tough. It's like it's it's kind of weird how like you look at death after that, because it's like you always just assume you're gonna see somebody again. Yeah. And when you have the plug pulled on you, it's like all right. This is different. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna see him again, but then it's like no, I'm really I'm really not. You know. Yeah. I can't call him up. I can't. I can't pull up, talk to him. I can't. You know, it's just weird. That that sobering reality of exactly. It's almost like you're just trying to talk to airspace. It's just nothing there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was as close as it got to me. Thank God. But I know um, trials and tribulations come throughout life. So um, I don't know. I really don't have a good idea for how to deal with it, how to cope with it. It's like. You know? Like fucking Tootsie Roll, you know, like how many likes does it take to get in the yes. Tootsie Roll pop? Like the world may never know of how we deal through it, but right, right. And in that unfortunate case, uh, I know there's been a lot of cases out there, especially with like bullying and um, just the harassment that comes with exactly. claiming your sexuality, exactly. especially when it's non-heterosexual. Um, when you look at the future of things. What's what's your ideal world in terms of the gay community and um, the LGBTQIA community as a whole <clears> in <throat> terms of where it would go and, and um, like a utopia? If you had a utopia, yeah. LGBTQIA community yeah. within the world, what would it look like? I think <clears throat> probably pride without a lot of alcohol and a lot of less. Um, I mean, yeah, yes to rainbows, but like... Right. <laughs> like less fanfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a lot of smiles and a lot of love. I, I, I mean, it's, it's progressing, you know. I mean, Taiwan just had their um, legalization for same-sex marriages mm-hmm. about, like, this week, which was really, really good, especially considering that there's not a lot of countries like that. Um, but I think... In a perfect world, I think, <laughs> I think it would just not being able to label and identify what we are, mm-hmm. and see us more on the inside of how are we contributing to this world, right. uh, rather than putting labels of who we're attracted to. Mm-hmm. 
yet. It, it, I think for me, it's like uh, I view a lot of things in terms of like when there's struggle. You mm-hmm. obviously, unfortunately, have a lot of um, demographics you can point to. So I like I know the race thing is, is still huge. It'll always be huge. Mm-hmm. And it's like as a minority, it's like why why does my my ethnicity, my background. Reflect. Anything yeah. have to do with the way you perceive me as long as I treat you like with a decent human being. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, again, it makes me so mad how that gets lost on people. It's like, if somebody is a genuinely good person, I don't care what their sexual preferences, their race, religion, background, mm-hmm. creed, orientation. Yeah. It does not matter. It shouldn't matter, ultimately. Um, and... So, I mean, in terms of that, like how, like if there were people listening right now um, that might feel some sort of way towards the um, LGBTQ community or might even have somebody in their own family or friend group that's coming out, like what advice would you give them as an ally or to try to be an ally for the situation that you would have appreciated when you came out? take some time for me to think because I really have to like form my words into this Um, I think for me and it's so cliche but just continue to be there for them Mm -hmm. and regardless of not seeing them for whatever they identify themselves as Mm -hmm. that they're still the same person when you saw them when they were born, when you saw them when the first time you met, mm-hmm. you know, as a friend, that nothing changes. It just sucks that we have to validate ourselves and we have to like let them know who we are. Right. When in reality, this should not be a surprise. Right. Um, and it's so effing annoying that we have to like come out of the closet and tell them like to sit down you know like like why does why doesn't heterosexual have to like go through this you know like and tell them mom dad right like I'm I'm straight straight. (laughs) like (laughs) like why is this a certain chapter in our lives that we have to fulfill why isn't this just an everyday thing that we just go through yeah um but I think our message was just definitely listen to their struggles this may have been on their minds for as long as they can fucking remember mm-hmm. you know and it's probably in the back of their minds yeah. afraid you know because you're afraid to think about what they'll think of you and stuff so um, just putting yourself in the situation that everyone's tolerance is a little bit different mm-hmm. um, you know for me coming out was scary but it may not be as scary as other people's or it may be a little bit more. It just depends on the situation. Um, I don't know. Nah, I like that. I like that. And I just, because I like, I like people to hear different perspectives. Yeah. Because, oh man, for whatever reason, people just are so set in their ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as many perspectives as you can get in life, you're in a better place. Um, I mean, I don't want to harp and badger on the subject for too long. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
so when I mean you were growing up you said a, a good outlet for you was like performance yeah. performance art uh, yeah singing was definitely such a huge part of my life um, I was in the program for four years um, it gave me like the voice that I needed um, even as a kid you know being choos- chosen last for sports teams or um, not being able to ask a girl out or like you know like all these things yeah. that I wanted to do as a kid um, I never got to experience but the only thing that I had was my voice and that was something that I have continued to um, I guess oh man it's something that I've continued to appreciate about myself if there's something that I would give myself for a word of affirmation is that my voice has given me my confidence it's given me you know a reason to speak um, and just not being afraid of what people will think about me mm. um, yeah so you said school was what had gotten you yeah man like I remember we were going through a like piano skill right like warm-ups and stuff like that and I don't know I had it in me but I was just going through the entire scale and there was a point where like I was passing a lot of other girls mm. on how high the pitch was and I'm telling you if I just like knew that I had a voice like back then and if I was like fuck school fuck everything dead ass like I would have been like Michael Jackson in the flesh in the making like yeah yeah, yeah, but you know, life happens. <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> no, no, you good. Do you say now? Do you say that because it was? It's like a training thing. Because I honestly, yeah, I wish I knew music and I wish yeah. I knew vocals and how the whole process yeah. and how that goes. But is it like more like you have to train it at a certain age, or you mm-hmm. just have to really be all for it? Like, how does that look? Well, I wasn't gone through puberty back then. That wasn't uh, great. Um, and it was like, damn, like I. I really had it in me and I was like, fuck, I should have just done something about it. But, you know, like any other um, first generation, unfortunately, dreams are not the way they are perceived until you get a college degree. Mm. And uh, I had to put my dreams aside. I wanted to go to Cal State Fullerton um, with a degree in musical theater back then. And Unfortunately, I couldn't have done that because my parents, um, let alone my mom, said, you know, we don't have the money for you to do this. Um, so just stay close and maybe you'll be able to follow your dreams later on. So that's where we are fast forwarding it five years from now, um, finished with a degree. And just, it sucks because like, the only thing that my parents wanted out of me was to finish school. And I am extremely grateful for that. But the thing is like, was I really happy or was I just doing it for them? Right. You know? Right. And what do you think? I mean, yeah. But, I mean, now I can make my own decisions and I can choose my destiny to my own path. And that's why I'm moving to L.A. is to hopefully pursue a degree in entertainment or do things that I want to be able to do for a passion, as for a creative. Like, we were talking about, like, how the communications of social media have been me talking to everyone else and that's how I came out of the closet back then in high school and I'm, I'm still continuing to do that especially with like YouTube videos that I've been creating and content creating because being able to express your creative outlets more than words of finding I don't know it's just it's it's great yeah so. and 
So when you create content now, what's what's it mostly geared towards? Just uh, for the people that don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel. There you uh, go. It's called CBTV, and my goal in the future is that's CV, like as in Christian Volnueva Television. Okay. And I look up to Oprah Winfrey, and I hopefully one day will be able to have my own talk show there you go. one day as the first like Filipino gay. Speaking this shit in existence, talk show hosts on screen, and maybe it's maybe it'll be a thing, maybe it's not. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like I've learned a lot of these things of speaking everything into existence and manifesting your own destiny, mm-hmm. and it's been doing a lot of wonders for me. Um, like the moment I left <laughs> our job, I, I've spoken this into existence and I said to myself, Christian, you're not gonna just get any other job. You're gonna get a job that'll pay for your bills for now so that you can move to LA. And it's been paid for bills right now. And you know, by 2020, hopefully, I'll be able to manifest my own destiny fulfilling that dream. Okay, okay. And in certain terms of like the content you're creating now, uh, obviously for your dreams and whatnot. Like yeah. What, what what type of content do you try to gear towards? Yeah, so I've, I've recently done a lot of like life after college vlogs, um, but I, I'm still kind of like in a hard time finding like where my niche is. Um, just like compiling a lot of stuff that I like, um, places I've been to, things I've tried, um, and even like doing stuff like with food. <laughs> I feel like it's so in right now, like mukbangs and like, um, like thrift store hauls, like those are things that are just kind of things that people are more into right now at the moment. Mm. And I'm still kind of perfecting my craft. Uh, I've been in it for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. of doing this, and you know it's still it's still there. But I think the the number one thing that I've learned, especially in content creating, is being really personable with them. Um, even as a creator, I know that you're creating this podcast too. Um, so I created a video of shaving my head for the first time and I saw that one got a lot of hits. It did, it did, and it's it's a lot for me, let's yeah, just say that. Um Yeah, I I've noticed that a lot of the like pieces that I make, like you won't know if I'm like we're just so into like social media right now as mm-hmm. to we're living our best life, we're thriving out here in the streets, yada this, yada that, uh right. but it's really rare for you to find something like, okay, this is an insecurity that I've been tackling for so long, and here's me showing me to you. And right. that was the first time I've ever became insecure in front of a camera. I'm just telling you guys, like, okay, this is me shaving my head because obviously I've been having issues with my hair loss the moment I graduated after high school. So that surprisingly got a lot of hits, and it's still getting a lot of hits and counting. Um, I kind of track that every other week uh, mm. but in the seven months it's gotten about 15,000 views and it's awesome to hear I just wish that I can create a lot of more content of uh, being vulnerable but it takes up a lot of energy right. to to display something like yeah, that yeah it's, not, it's not easy yeah. it's not easy so. so I mean we do have more shaving your head videos to look forward to right? uh, <laughs> possibly I'm, I think I might be working with a brand right now for okay. hair growth okay. but I'm not gonna dis- <laughs> uh, disclose that information just yet <laughs> so yeah yeah well you know folks be on the lookout then uh, <laughs> but, 
uh, tying back to where you were talking about going yeah. to LA and making a mm-hmm. major move. Why LA? Why, why is Los Angeles? Supposed? Dude, it's been something I've always been wanting to do. You know, mm-hmm. like what was what was the place to you though? Like, I see. Oh, I don't know. I had a bunch of different places. I I leaned towards like LA, and then I was like, uh, I talked myself out of it, and then I was like, Sandy. You know, when I ended up in college, I ended up in the absolute last place I ever thought I would be. Arizona, Arizona, and oh, I hell never no. in a million years would have ever told you. I would have went to Arizona. You probably could have caught me all the way up until like a week before I made my college decision. I would have said, never going to Arizona. I remember that. Not I happened. remember that. Um, but it happened, so I don't know. Um, what do you think about Arizona, though? It's too hot. <laughs> really? I said it's too hot, and I said the, the desert is boring. Like, I don't... What is exciting about just a bunch of land that's super dry, it's hot for no reason, mm-hmm. and it's basically you shouldn't be living here because it's just... It's not okay. Yeah. Um, that was it. And I was, just, <laughs> and then, you know, things happened and I got convinced somehow. And I don't know. I feel like in my life, I just do a lot of shit on a whim. Um, and it's gotten me to some great places. So it has been. Yeah. It's led me to you. Exactly. Uh, like, you know, it's, it's just funny how shit works. I yeah. feel like if you just trust in life, a lot of shit will play itself yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so LA, big city of dreams. Is that New York or LA? I should, I should know I this. I think it's New York. I'm sorry. City of Stars is L.A. There you go. There you go. La La Land. Um, yeah, so L.A. Would you ever want to go, and you said performing arts, would you want to do movies? To TV be shows? honest with you, Jordy, like, I was tweeting about this shit, like, last night. I was like, if I'm going to go to L.A., like, I really need to know what the fuck I'm going to be doing because I can't be out there in the streets just, like, I'm gonna, <laughs> opportunity's gonna be, no, I know it's gonna be cutthroat. And I know right. it's a doggy dog competition. Like, right. like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I don't even know where the fuck we're going. I don't even know what the fuck we're gonna do in life. Like, what's the point of everything right now, you know? <laughs> I think I'm just gonna follow your advice and be like, woo, go out on a fucking limb. Um, <laughs> as long as you don't hold me accountable for it. Oh, no, no, I'm not gonna be like, I joined it up here, fucking <laughs> 10 buck two waiting tables at fucking Red Robin because of your ass. <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, but I know that when I do leave to LA that I'll have a plan. Mm. And for me, it's more of like, okay, like, do I want to, like, pursue acting, you know, where Asian Americans are super, like, thriving right now. Crazy Rich Asian just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to be a singer, you know, like, do I want to become a, like, a social media influencer? Do I want to pursue YouTube? Like, I don't know. Like, um, but these are things that I really enjoy and I love being in front of people I think that's the re- reason why we got ourselves into sales because we love communicating with people um, and like I know for sure I don't want to do sales <laughs> um, no. um, when it when I do the, do pursue that because I know that when I am gonna manifest in something especially moving to LA that I'm gonna make it right this time and I'm gonna take my life back because you know I could have done that in college, um, and mm. I've done, and I made the most out of my college experience, but, like, I'm going to take my life back of doing things that I want to do and following my dreams. Um, that's why I'm moving there. Good for you. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. And so, and I mean, in terms of, you said taking your life back. Mm-hmm. 
is there regrets to what, what you did? I mean, I'm, I mean yeah. I mean, I think it's not... I don't put myself in the situation. So there was this episode on This Is Us. I don't know if you watched This Is Us. I don't, but I heard oh, it's a phenomenal show. Oh, that sucks. Okay, so just a little brief context. There's this girl named Beth, and Beth wanted to be a ballerina so fucking badly, and she was the first, like, African-American ballet dancer in her, like, grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like, her mom and dad really worked her ass off for it, but once her dad passes away, spoiler alerts. Oh, oh, I should have said this in the beginning. (laughs) Um, Once her dad passes away, like, she, her mom decided to take over the responsibilities of being both mom and a dad um, and told her, like, you know, it's dark time to look for options of what you're going to do with your life. And that kind of dealt a lot with, like, my relationship with my mom. Mom, please don't listen to this. I love you so much, and I thank you so much for putting me where I am today. But it sucks. It sucks not being able to have this ambition. Um, I wanted to give you so much more other references, Jordy. I'm so sorry. No, you didn't. So imagine, like... A fly, right? Uh-huh. So a fly has a lot of like wingspan and growth, and like it can go into places. Right. But once you're making decisions in high school and college, and you're really getting down to different factors in life, imagine putting yourself a fly inside that jar. Yeah. And putting that fly inside that jar, there's only a routine that fly can go, and it can go to a distance. Mm-hmm. But once you've set that fucking fly out of the jar, it can only know how to fly during that certain distance. Mm-hmm. That's where I am at right now. Um, I was combined into the space where I didn't have the luxury of pursuing dreams that I wanted to do or move down to LA because I didn't have the financial stability. Mm-hmm. And that's where my parents, I think my parents would have wanted me to pursue these dreams. It's just, how are we able to pursue them if we don't have the money, if, mm-hmm. we're, pay, if we're working minimum wage jobs? Right. So. Now that I've graduated out of college <laughs> um, and, you know, decided to let my fucking barriers go, mm. you know, I'm not fly now with very little ambition, but, you know, at least I'm fucking out. See, I would say you have a lot of ambition. I am. I, I, would, I would personally truly say you have a lot of ambition. Um, I feel like your personality is naturally ambitious. And I think people feel, like, I genuinely believe people can feed off of that. Whether you recognize it or not. Like, I I feel like you're a very ambitious person, naturally. Thank you. Um, So, when you do feel like that fly in the the jar, is it anxiety that creeps up on you when you only, when you think about it in that perspective? Or is it a constant anxiety? Because I know a lot of people, they deal with anxiety in different ways. And some people have a constant wave. And some people, it just sort of comes really really heavy yeah. and then it just fades and then it comes back yeah it just feels like it's resentment especially mm. of, of my parents of sorry ooh burp oh <laughs> I didn't even eat this morning lol um cause I knew we were gonna eat after this there you go. um oh fun fact this is actually a place of one of my company um owns what so yeah like a one spot of, for free um not if I can't get a spot for free right, you yeah, can't just kind of rate just kind of yeah rate. 20% rate. off okay. for sure but this is the apartment complex <sighs> yeah uh, but yeah you were saying resentment uh, just resentment towards yeah. like I think uh family and and just resentment of the situation that I'm at mm-hmm. you know I don't think it has to deal a lot with anxiety. I mean, it does, but it also doesn't at the same time. 
So. See, I mean, you're just at the point where you're like, I'm going for it. Yeah. I'm going for it. I'm not getting any younger. I'm single. I don't have responsibilities. It's crazy though, Jordy. Like, like our parents had us at such a young age. Like, I don't know. When did your parents have you? Um, well, I'm second oldest, and my brother was 93. Uh, so I believe my mom had my brother at, if I'm correct, 27. Mm-hmm. So she had her pretty pretty late, I guess. Okay. Yeah, 27. So I was at 29, rank of 30. Oh, okay. Okay. For me in the Philippines, it's so different. My dad had me at the age of 21. My mom had me at the age of like 25, 26. And I'm reaching 25 and 26, and there is no fucking way in the world that I'm going to fucking take care of a baby. Like, bitch, I can't even take care of myself. I can't even provide on my own. I have negative 33 cents in my bank account. Like, do you expect me to take care of a human being? Nair. <laughs> I feel like you've been a pretty good parent. Oh, thanks, Jody, <laughs> but not right now. Talk to me in 10 years. Uh, we'll, we'll do a 10-year reunion of this right, podcast. All right, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's and better I, and it's going to happen, and I guarantee you'll be amazed at where you're at. We're going to be cracking You too, up. man. You too. Nah, it's not about me. It's about you. It's about you. No, <laughs> Gosh. No, so, um, I mean, in terms of, like, fast forward, like, like you said, present day, you're 25, 26, and... Let's just say, like, your goals for the first year yeah. of when you move down to L.A. Yeah. Because you're planning on doing that within the year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's my birthday present to myself mm. of, you know, those, like, trips and stuff like that. And, like, ooh, go to festivals and stuff. But I think my big quarter-life crisis is the best way for me to do it. I'm just, fuck it. I'll move down there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of my goal now for myself. It's, like... There's nothing better than having a midlife crisis, and you know, the beautiful thing about just doing things on a whim is you really don't get to prepare yourself at all. Exactly. And a lot of people get afraid of that, and there's a lot to be afraid of when that yeah. does happen. But mm-hmm. it's like you don't realize how how I don't want to say yeah. Well, I do want to say how smart you are. Just like naturally, innately, without even realizing it, like you would doubt yourself in a lot of these situations in your head like exactly. as you're thinking through them yeah. but when you're thrown into them you got to give yourself a little more a little bit more credit you can react <laughs> a lot better than than think and that goes for most that right. goes for pretty much all people um so i think that's why I, I do admire what you're doing i do like the fact that you're going out there and you're just saying you know what why not yeah why not you know Thanks, Jordy. I appreciate that. No problem. No oh my problem. gosh. See, we're not we're not boohoo tears here. We're, we're not, not. We're positive. not like crying or anything in the club or anything like that. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I feel so much more different from the since my first time doing a podcast. Right, like yeah. the first time I was like, oh, I'm really shy. Blah, 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 like in the first like three minutes, but now you're like That's you're funny. seeing me as like. Yeah. A, Yeah, like... This is the the side I wanted, the people. Okay, so you're going to cut off the first, like, three minutes, right? Because, like, I didn't know how to act. Because I was like, hmm. You just act yourself, and that's it. I don't know. It's so hard, though. Like, not going to lie. Like, like, even making my videos sometimes, I'm just like, is that really me? Am I really showcasing, like, my true self? Mm. And, uh, you know... Why do you think that's hard? It's so hard. Like, I just want to, like... I don't know. I just it, it goes back into like that like traumatizes. <laughs> Not even a word. Traumatization. Trauma. 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 You just say trauma. <laughs> it goes back to that trauma. Um. Yeah. It just goes back to that trauma of like oh like 
I want people to see me as this. Mm. So, yeah. I'm working on it or something like that. So, I mean, in terms of that, it's like, let's say, fast forward into your future now. Mm -hmm. What is, besides you hosting a show and having Oprah as a guest? (laughs) Of course. That's like the biggest thing that I want to do. Thanking her for being in my life, guiding the path. Exactly. and just giving away free shit to a bunch of different fans. Yeah, like, you get a lot of free shit. Um, <laughs> like, besides that, in terms of, like, identity, like, what what would you be most happy with? And, like, what's your most confident scenario of, like, like, stepping into your identity being like, yep, that's me. Oh, okay. This is going to sound fucking white as hell. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go for it. But it's to live the American dream of not only providing for my parents, but also, like being financially stable like i mentioned to you like low income that was where i was at you know um we just got out of that like ever since i got this job and opportunity here in santa clara like you know i'm actually being able to do things that i've always wanted to do like go out to places that i've wanted to eat um and go to festivals and stuff i never really got to experience that lifestyle or um i've always had to deal with like christian you're gonna have to you know either go through a thrift store or possibly check out the discount racks and sales because all we can afford right now um to um signing up for like charity like nonprofits and stuff like that so like like as my mom being a single mother it was really hard for her um and then like be, like I mentioned, I don't know if I'm just going on a whole tangent of it, but just being able to be financially stable, one, um, mm-hmm. to provide for my parents, to give the life that they've always deserved. I mean, let alone like a Kate Spade bag on Mother's Day. It just meant the world to my mom, considering like, yeah, I made it. Yeah, she really liked yeah, it. Yeah, she held over. I want to fight her. <laughs> she was like, I really want Michael Kors. And I was like, Mom, <laughs> shut up. This is better. Um, yeah, and... I think just to be an amazing father one day. I think that's something that I really look forward to, like what makes part of my identity. And to be the biggest fucking like stage dad I know there is. I'm like, there you go. Adeline, you better fucking smile. Adeline? Yeah. That's your kid's name? Yeah. It's oh. uh, gonna be, uh, well, I already have children's names, but okay. please don't include no, this. No, no, because... we gotta hear him. We gotta hear Okay, him. all right. So uh, I don't know. So I think I'm gonna make it a tradition. <laughs> said, I don't know. Like you didn't Adeline. <laughs> I'm gonna make it a tradition. So um, <laughs> the first one is, so my brother and me have uh, my mom and dad's first initials. Okay. So it makes us, us, us because of my mom and dad obviously right so cynthia in june christian jarek john christopher uh, you know it uh, connects the family so like my that. husband needs to be starting with the letter a because <laughs> i already got the c and uh, yeah dude <laughs> so adeline yeah adeline yeah so kayla adeline is the first one okay um, because I just like the name Kayla, C-A-I-L-A. Okay. It just seems so... Yeah, see, you said I don't know, and now you're just rolling off <laughs> spellings. And... Yeah, and then Adeline is in honor of my grandmother, who okay. I've been very close to in my heart, just like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, love that girl. She in heaven now, whatever. Um, she's watching over me everywhere I go, and... And you I'm, lost your you lost your grandmother recently, right? Yeah, I lost her last year. Yeah, it was hard. 
man. How's that been? Good. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. <laughs> not that good, but I mean, there's always that time of the year when, you know, during that time, we're going back to the whole... <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Let's not go there again. It's opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, um, Kayla Adeline just flows. Okay. So you're only planning on having two kids? No, Kayla Adeline's one name. Okay. <laughs> but, but you, you, but you but have you, to understand, Jordy, like, if you ever date a Filipino girl, like, you're gonna give them two names as their first name. <laughs> really? That's a thing? Yeah, okay. for sure. Like, if I'm not even stereotyping it, like, when I found out that my first name is actually Christian Jarek, it's not Christian. Wait, what my, do you mean found out? Like, this was not... No, announced. I, it was not announced. So when I was filling out like my graduation card forms in wow. college, yes, in college, I told my mom I was like, I was like, where's your second? Where's your second name?" And I was like, "Mom, Jarek is my second. Jarek is my middle name." It's like, and then she started like cussing me. And I was like, "What the hell? No, Christian Jarek is your first name." And I was like, "Mom, what's my middle name? You don't have any." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wow. So this yeah. took all the way till grad day, or yeah. filling out graduation information yeah. to realize that you yeah. had two parts to your first name. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, ama- it's, a, it's amazing because, like, when I used to check my name and, like, rosters, like, when I was a kid, Christian J, like, J would yeah. be, like, the middle name, but Christian Jerk was actually my full name. Wow. Like, even on our, on our, sorry, I almost slipped it, yeah. on our name tags, it said Christian J. I was like, oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's So, pretty. when you date a Filipino girl, <laughs> watch out. That's something to look out for. Wow. And you okay. need to think of two names on the spot, so. Two names. Okay, so, but do you never, had, so you plan on having only one kid? No, I'm, I want four. Four? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm trying to have a fine-ass family, like. Wow. It sounds hella problematic, so I'm probably not gonna have any children. But don't say that. I, I will. I will. I will. I don't know, man. With climate change, I, they're talking yeah. about whether it's actually ethical to yeah. have children, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother. For day. real. For real. So you grew up. You only have one brother, right? Um, yeah. And that was your only sibling. Yep. Were you guys pretty close growing up? Um, we were kind of close. Um, hold on, let me get this text You're message. All good. So, cut that part. I should have plugged your CVTV in there. Yeah, you can just plug it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think for me, my brother and I were very close, um, but it's just very sibling-y. Like, let's just say that. We were super, 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 super... Hold on, sorry. You're good. I'm... by nothing. Well, maybe speaking, but not really a sponsorship, just a plug-in promo. Actually, I'll do a plug-in right now. <laughs> hey guys, it's Christian Jarek Villanueva here, back at it again, into Jordy's podcast. I'm so fake. What was the name of your podcast again? Speakeasy. <laughs> this is so dumb, I'm supposed to cut that shit out! This is my friend. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I literally was listening to Ashes and I was like, I'm trying to think of a name. 
Oh my god. Okay, uh, never mind. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. So, uh, you said very siblingy. What do you, what do you mean by that? Um, I I think when it comes to like being very siblingy, it's just like you've always butt heads like mm. a lot of the times. Um, it was very like he had super high expectations of me. Like he didn't really want to hang out with me in my crowd, and mm. and that was like a ooh allergies. Bless you. Sorry. Um, damn. Cut that out, please. Um, a lot of cutting. Out. Yeah, I feel like I'm just gonna leave all of it. <laughs> um, and it was just very hard, like having to fill into the shadows because he was really like a good kid. Like he was in like a badminton team. He did all of these things. He had really good grades. He accelerated a grade. Like it was like that. Like living under a shadow and and. So it was like comparison. Comparison, yeah. You know, it was John's little brother and stuff like that. And, you know, there was a point where I was like, you know, I want to make, make a name for myself. So I went to San Jose State and stuff like that. And then he was obviously at um, the military. Um, but our relationship growing up was not the greatest. I think it was probably one of the worst that I, I know. Like, like, it was just very toxic. And, like, we've always, like, we're very immature about our things. But we understood as later on in the long run that we are all that we have right and you know as our parents are getting older like we really need to build our relationship and see where we stand because i'm not trying to have any sort of beef in any time to come um because i know that we're here by blood and he'll always be there for me no matter what so how is your relationship with your siblings like um i i mean I just got asked this by my chiropractor of all people. What the day. fuck? I, it's weird how these things come up. Um, but yeah, no, we had a. We had, I, I would say we had a great relationship. I feel like I can run to my. I, it's weird because we all grew up like around the same age. So, um, sorry, folks. I didn't mean to just like interject with my own personal experience, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you're a fucking podcast. What the fuck? This is for you, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to hear. But uh, yeah, no, we, we, all, we need to we know all, who you we, are oh, too, Jordy. That, that'll come down. Like I'll write a book one day. <laughs> Ooh, um, make sure it's an audio book too. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, we all grew up pretty much around the same age. Like my youngest, my sister's the youngest, and she just turned seventeen. Um, and it's my oldest brother turns 26 this year so it's only like a nine-year difference yeah. and that's five kids wow. so we were all we all grew up together we all got to interact together and like it was it's weird because like when i went to college and uh like you know you'd be out and about by yourself like you come back home or like the house would be empty or the apartment or mm-hmm. dorm or whatever would be empty and I ain't got nobody to talk to. It's yeah. like, bro, I never had this at home. Like, every time I was home, I would have somebody to mess with, somebody to talk yeah. to, somebody to, you know, just be an asshole too, I guess. But, um, but yeah, no, I think that was the, the part I love most about my siblings growing up. They, we were just always around each other. We were comfortable yeah, with each other. Exactly. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, but... If you end up having four kids, I'm sure it will look a lot like my situation. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't want to say encourage fighting, but fighting does build character. It does. It, it does. So, um, looking at your future again, outside of a, a family perspective, mm-hmm. um, we can just go ahead and shift to your goals and aspirations. What is... What is... Oh, well, let me just put it to you this way. I'll give you this question before I give you the others. Okay. Um, so you're... Obviously, moving to L.A. is very 
um, could be a scary thing. Yeah. Anxiety and just yeah. What is your biggest life fear as of right now? Not doesn't have to be physical. It could be mental. It doesn't have to be mental. It could be physical. It could just be anything. What is your number one fear? Hmm. <clears throat> mm, okay. I think this is like a typical person who's moving to LA mm-hmm. um, type of fear that they're going through. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling that they'll not. I guess they won't be good enough. Um, it's, it's, it's always been a thing of mine that I've been constantly fighting every single day. Mm. Whether it be me and relationships, I always question myself, like, am I ever good enough? Or, like, I don't need, like, a, like positive reaffirmations. Mm. Um, but there are just times of, like, like applying for jobs, um, moving to L.A., pursuing a dream or career, auditioning for shows. Like, mm. like things that we put ourselves out there um, and we completely be vulnerable in. And the fact that it can possibly be rejected when you put in a lot of time and energy, mm. that's my biggest fear. Mm. It's scary. It's super fucking scary because, like, I can give it my all, but my all is probably not enough for someone's eyes. See, why do you say probably not enough? Why do you just why, do, why is that your assumption? Oh, I don't know. You, you, you were on it, man. You were all about positivity, speaking I, things. In I, am, I am. I am. I am. But call, you literally <laughs> asked that question, Jordy. And, and I only call you out on it because, like, I'm yeah. trying to get better. Like, when I catch myself in yeah. my own head and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I'm like, no, don't say that. I don't even care if it's – even if I don't believe it, yeah. I'm changing the way I'm talking about exactly. it. Exactly. So, okay. so that's what I – that's – I encourage you to do so. Thanks, Jordy. Um, so, yeah, sign into that. We could really wrap this up with that. Okay. The last couple questions. All right. Um, like I said, I ask everybody these. What are you um, right now, by the way? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I know a place. I don't know if you like falafels. Uh, like, no, I'm not a fan of falafels. Huh? I'm not really a fan of falafels. You don't like... Okay, but what about, like, Mediterranean food? You don't like I like Mediterranean food. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, but just not falafels. Okay, actually, um, I'll... I'll, we'll go somewhere else. Okay. Just follow me. Okay. Just go straight. Okay. Yeah. So, um, wrapping this up, uh, tie, it could tie into your fear um, or not, but I'm going to do everything reverse in this episode, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, if you had a, uh, if you were to, like, you know, your life were to end, you were to live this life, and say you got, when you died, you got this timeline laid out in front of you mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. Like if you looked at this timeline and it was labeled as a failure for whatever that means to you, what would failure look like if you looked at your life on the timeline? Oh, that's, deep. <laughs> that's so deep. I think it's there's two. So there's one with like careers and goals. Um, is that I may have not given it my all, like, in the way that I manifested it for it to be. And the second one would have to be not spending enough time with my family and loved ones. Mm. I think that those are, like, the top two of what failure is. And I'm constantly working on it. I'm constantly trying to be a better person. But with, like, work and, like, life happening in the way... Mm. That's, a, that, that's something I would probably regret, you know? And and, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you're asking this question now because it's given me a realization of like, all right, 
Christian, go get after it. You know what I'm saying? Go get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we yeah. spin it right into the positive. In the same token, in the same token, if you were to get that same timeline out in front of you, you've lived and you have died, but it's labeled as success. What is what does success mean? What does that look like? Um, oh, this sounds hella fucking shallow. I feel bad. Don't be. Oh man, I think it's just to be stable with where I am in life. Wait, this how is that shallow? Be, oh, okay, sorry. Huh? How is that shallow? I don't know. Being stable isn't shallow. No, I mean, I said financially stable. Like, that's like a... A shallow? It's just, it's... Man, I, just, I don't want to say, like, all money is, like, a revolving factor of life. Mm-hmm. But I just want to live a comfortable life with my parents, myself, and my kids around me, with my husband. Like, like a, just a standard, ordinary life that that someone would wish for, you know? I like that. I like that. So that's 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 the goal. Even if you don't get to have Oprah on your talk show, and or not even have a talk show. Okay. Well, we're not talking about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, not, we're talking not, positivity. Oh yeah, we, we have are. The we talk are. Show. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are. We are. But that's just your baseline of success. Yeah. Yeah. Like like making sure that I live or I get to wake up, knowing the fact that I have a purpose and that I have a drive to go to somewhere. That I love my job. That I love my team. Um, and I can come home at peace with some fucking homemade fucking Filipino food on deck <laughs> after my workout for my Soul Cycle class, dude. Yeah, like, you, know, yeah, you really do love the Soul Cycle. I fucking love Jordy. <laughs> we should have done this shit today. I like, can't do Soul Cycle. Bro. Why not? I, it's so hard. Like, it's scary to me. Okay, like that is literally. I'm like, bro, I will die. Like, you're I not gonna die. Really, no, gonna you say that. You haven't seen me die yet, so I don't. Can't. I'm gonna get you to do it, bro. Yeah, we're gonna see about that. All right. <laughs> Before we go too off topic, um, any last words you want to say to the people, anybody that might be listening? If you, um, anything, it could be inspiration, it yeah. could be plugging your channel, whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, Jordy, keep doing this shit. I think wow. this is so awesome that you're utilizing this and um, letting people be heard is such a huge thing um this is my first time ever doing a podcast so i'm still kind of nervous but you know like glad to know that i'm working my way downtown walking fast (laughs) no i'm kidding um but no i think this is a really good opportunity for you to express not only your creative outlet but for people to be heard um and it's really an honor for me to be here um and to anyone that's listening right now um especially we're going through a tough time, especially with our lives. We might not know what we're doing. We might not know, you know, what to do with our lives. Um, we may feel like we're in a stump or in a bubble, uh, but I guarantee it, you know, just focus everything on manifestation and destiny and that everything will happen for a reason and speak everything into existence um, and know that you are loved um, by someone out there. Uh, there's 6.5 billion people in this world and I can tell you at least one person cares about you and that's worth living for do not give up follow your dreams and live a prosperous life um, and as for me 
Um, yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am thriving with 252 subscribers. Woo. Yeah, there you, go. Uh, you can follow me on CBTV. So it's Christian Jarek Villanueva. And that's C-H-R-I-S, like the religion. Jarek, J-E-R-I-C-K. And then Villanueva, you could just misspell it and you'll find me. Anyways, um, I do update videos, especially on fashion, food, and life vlogs. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, go ahead. Uh, videos do come out on Thursdays and Fridays. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Christian J Villanueva. And just also a quick plug, real quick, because I am working with a partner right now. There you go. Um, I work with Original Romp Hymns, and I love, 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 love their style. You can spend two outfits for about $60 to $75 when you can literally just buy one for about $60 bucks at the same price. So I think it's really great for festivals, brunch with friends, or even work attire. Depends on what work that you're doing. Right. <laughs> um, but I personally love it. I, you have a zipper that comes in and out, and you can literally use it wherever you go. Use my code ChristianRobs for an additional 15% off. And uh, yeah, there you follow go. them for more updates at Original Rob. There you go, folks. Not only do you have a great, great chat with Christian, one of my favorite people of all time. You're literally one of my favorite people of all time. Shut up. You also get a plug on Rob Pims. Yeah. So congratulations. Um, I would say if you are checking out Christian's channel, which I highly, 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 highly recommend, um, check out his, his uh, Spirit Airlines video. Shut up. Because that one is my absolute favorite. So if you do get a chance, check that out. You will not regret it. It is hilarious. Uh, at what they put you through and that uh, was ass it was legit ass was I remember call, content, I called you that night I, I, I was in uh, Vegas that weekend <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> alright well thank you again guys um, really appreciate it Christian thank Jordy. you for joining me 100% appreciate it um, and uh, I know you're gonna accomplish everything that you're you too to, bro bro so thanks for having me don't even worry about it